Hey guys and gals, thanks for coming to our show. Here's some things we want you to know. Attention, Meltcasters! Mention Meltcast inside Meltdown Comics and any variant cover is reduced to $5. Follow through with this exclusive deal today. Welcome back to Meltcast 3.0. It's me, Aristotle, flying solo this episode. Because Derek is still in London, being British, eating fish and chips. But today, I've got a guest with me. His name is Kenny Kyle. He is the author, stay-at-home Scarface, from Devastator. And all the, the long-time listeners know, I'm a big fan of the Devastator. What up? I... I've plugged them several times throughout this uh, this run. Word, yeah. and we appreciate it. Yeah, Meltdown's mad supportive. He's hey, this is where the the studio audience clap. Uh, all right. <laughs> Give them a minute to calm down. Uh, so, all right, how did how did you meet the Devastator? Like, how did that get started? Um, I got I became aware of them because they were uh, kickstarting their first issue. Whoa. Back and I was kickstarting uh, a comics project. This is back when like a comic on Kickstarter was a novelty sort mm. of thing. Maybe five people had already done it. Uh, so I was kind of like just studying what else was out there, uh, and I came across them, and I was like, oh, "Holy crap! This is super dope. This is amazing! <laughs> like a com- comedy anthology magazine comic in L.A." Like, so I became kind of just like an instant fan just off that first impression and you know like i emailed them a couple times and you know sent them some work and they were they were super cool and then eventually i connected with them at like a comic show probably like a WonderCon or something like that they're they're at all of them and just they really are yeah they go hard and um yeah just kind of got in their face and was just like <laughs> yo let me uh let me do something uh just kind of bum rushed them and they were really cool so I guess by the time the uh, the indie issue came out, mm. maybe was that five six, uh, I got something in there, and then I just kind of kept working with them. And mm. just, I, I I always forget like which ones the numbers are because I'm so used to like the idea of the issue, right? Not so much a number, but yeah. then uh, I also I was surprised when the last issue came out, mm-hmm. and it was something like seven or eight. I thought like, oh yeah. wow, I feel like this has been going much longer than than like. I could have swore there was like piles of it. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, they keep those zines going in between. Mm-hmm. And then I guess they called it quarterly, but I don't know if it was always quarterly. Mm. But when there's no continuity, the numbers don't really yeah. mean anything. <laughs> so you just kind of go by the concept. And they were so packed. Mm. Plus they were flip books. So it was yeah, like two books in which one. Is so, like, so funny. I know, man. Uh, yeah. And then. Uh, you said you were kickstarting your own comic before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Tales to Suffice Damn. was the name of that one, which was mm-hmm. kind of, it was just me, but it was still in that anthology vein, uh, but more kind of playing off of like 60s 
Silver Age comics with all the spacemen and the ads. On it. Yeah, yeah, I love that stuff. So yeah. that's what that was about. My one of my favorites, Ant Man. Yeah, came man. Out of Tales of Astonish. That story is crazy. The uh, man in the anthill. Yeah. To think he's like a movie star now. <laughs> he's an icon. I still remember being like a child and kind of coming across the character name Ant-Man yeah. and just like laughing so hard and telling everybody like, man, why is Marvel so ridiculous? <laughs> and then just like, just from doing that over and over, he became one of my favorites. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I was kind of like the same way. Like you clown him so hard and then you just, you become delighted, mm-hmm. I think. Like you grow this soft spot. Yeah. But, uh, so how long had you been writing or was that like your first foray into comics? Yeah, as far as making them, that was like my first honest shot at it. And that was probably 2006 when i started making it and the first issue came out with uh slg so that was like 2008 and Mm. then that was also the last issue (laughs) that came out but i was like oh well i'm just gonna keep making it just for fun because my method is just to sort of like grind it out in the studio and just put a bunch of comics on my hard drive Mm. for my own kind of enjoyment and then when the time is right then the, then you put it I'm going to put it out there. I'll see what I can do. And <laughs> Kickstarter came up. I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to put the three and a half issues that I have, package them up, try this Kickstarter thing. It worked. Nice. I brought you a copy, by the way. Ah, I got you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you said you were in the indie issue or the issue following the... No, it was the indie. I did, uh, I did Little Banksies, Little which was Banksies. like an art correspondence school... <laughs> For kids, you had to uh, you had to appropriate the turtle. <laughs> That's to get in. Oh god, that was fun. They know how to put a team together, <laughs> or like yeah. Uh, and so then, how did how did you co- how did this come to be? Okay, yeah, stay at home, Scarface. Yeah, um, sorry, listeners, I was pointing at the book. <laughs> he was pointing at the book. <laughs> That's good radio. Yeah. Oh, yo, it was kind of like a similar thing where it started out as just an inside joke with myself. Like I'll give you like the real specific thing I was doing was, uh, cause one of my other jobs, I'll write treatments that become rap videos. Um, somebody has to do that. And I'm a guy who does that. <laughs> you're, 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 I didn't mean to throw that at you out of the blue, but, um, I was writing, I was writing one for young Jeezy, with a very strong Scarface feel to it. Meanwhile, like three feet away, my two-year-old son is watching Blue's Clues. And I'm like, this feels very specific, but then it feels kind of universal at the same time. And uh, I just kind of started tripping off that juxtaposition of sort of like this hyper-violent masculine thing uh, that kind of we were fed Especially growing up in the '90s, mm. like as a rap kid, you just you got Scarface all the Everywhere. time. Yeah, you yeah. could not escape it. <laughs> I I knew it line by line before I saw the movie, just from like Jay Z interludes and whatnot. So, and then now here I am, and I'm in charge of like this little person. <laughs> uh, so I just started making Scarface comics, just on my own, like stay-at-home Scarface. He would be like, you know, you, you get it, he's Scarface, <laughs> but he's doing baby stuff. Uh, and then I just kind of, that just sat on my computer for a couple of years. And then when Devastator transitioned from doing the zine to becoming okay. America's only comedy book publisher, then they were like, yeah, we need book ideas. And I didn't really have any, <laughs> but I was like, well, I did these comics. 
is there anything there? <laughs> and they're like, you just did them? I was like, yeah, I did them. What do you think? You think I can make... I was like, yo, you think I could do like an eight-page zine? And, they're, and they said, now I think you can do like a 60-page book. <laughs> and I guess they were right, because I think it came out pretty cool. Here so it is it's in a, our hands. Yeah, so it's like, a, it's like a comic coloring activity book about Tony Montana <laughs> discovering that it's harder to raise a kid than it is to run a drug empire. And you sort of have to walk him through the process of changing his clothes or getting into a good daycare <laughs> or taking out the other dad at the bake sale. He's still very much driven in that Scarface way. He's just got a new He's got something else to consider. Exactly. <laughs> so he needs your help. So that's why it's interactive. Um, also, I, you know, coloring is really hard. So if I just let the people reading it color it, mm. it's just a huge time saver. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a lot more involved. I think Which so. Is, yeah, yeah. Immersive. Is, yeah. And then, you know, the, what do you, this adult coloring book, you're, you're in the trenches here. You see, what do you see happening with this, <laughs> this trend? What is it? What does, uh, it, what does it say I, about society? And then what do you see as a bookseller, as a book person? I, I hadn't even realized until like recently, until like free comic book day. Yeah. Uh, that there was so many like coloring books, not just what well, like tripping all over myself right now, but, uh, I like. I really like the idea, but I'm I'm so lost as to like where did it come from? Like, <laughs> did yeah. I, I imagine it must be hanging out with a lot of kids, right? I guess I don't know, man. Like six months ago or so, I go to Michael's to get my kid a coloring book because mm. you know kids coloring, coloring books, right? Hand in hand. I walk in, the first thing I see is this huge stand of adult coloring books. They're like perfect bound. They're super intricate. It's like World of Fractals, stress-relieving mandalas. And it's like, that actually kind of stressed me out because they were just so tiny and uh, intricate. But I see how you could zone out. Do you have like... But I couldn't even find, the, I couldn't even find coloring books for kids. The, the people at Michael's were like, yeah, they're, they're around here somewhere. Like coloring book for kids? kids? Yeah, what? Uh, does that mean that there's... It'd have to be color pencils, though, right? If they're so small. I think, I like, think that's precision work. I think you need... Precision crayons? There might even be some other next-level implement that I don't even know about yet. But you would at least need like a, like a 4H super hard lead colored pencil to get in there. Damn. Some sort of laser coloring <laughs> device. And so you, you mentioned it, but I wasn't entirely sure. I know it's come up, but uh, you have a child. Yes, I do. I got a six-year-old son. And then how? How does? Uh, I guess how did? Would you let did, your child? <laughs> does your has your son colored this book? <laughs> uh, it's not. It's not really for kids. He's seen me working on it, mm. so he kind of knows a little bit about it, which is funny. But um, I guess there's some pages he could color. But the truth is, he kind of hates coloring. So, like, I would almost let him if it if made him color, to. but he's, like, he's got no interest in it. Oh. He's not into the coloring. What is he interested in? Star Wars. Yeah. Playing, playing you know, Avengers music. That's the way to go. He started to draw. <laughs> For the longest time, he wouldn't even draw, wouldn't which I was like, what? I used to draw all the time at your age. Why don't you draw? He's like, well, why don't you draw? Draw me Batman. <laughs> and he'd kind of trick me into just drawing pictures for him little art director <laughs> uh and so i guess how do you how do you balance that oh the, man the work in, in a child <laughs> um well you, you uh try to put the child 
up first. Mm. And then, I, I mean, I shout out to my wife, Ro. You got to have a partner. So, she, you know, we just kind of have to balance our schedules out. But he goes to school, so yeah. that's good. I can work <laughs> while he's there. Also, also, he's getting an education. That's also... That's also that's the main reason it's good he's in school, but it also gives me some extra time to work. So it's like you work in the morning and then you work at night. I guess the key is not sleeping, I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Just don't sleep. Don't really watch TV. Don't have hobbies. I feel like that's Facebook. that's like the secret key to to <laughs> success that you, you get that like Yeah, man. You know, the only way to do work is just don't sleep. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Uh so you said you you wrote or you could still now write treatments for rap videos? I still do it. I've been doing that for five or six years How now. How does that happen? <laughs> Man, basically, I mean, it came about just a, a friend of mine from college. Uh, he is the is a director. He's in a collective of directors. Uh, shout out to Motion Family. They're super dope. And, I mean, I'm friends with them. They know I write. We worked together on some magazines mm. back when magazines were still popping. And... um it's cool. I think what it, I think what it boils down to is like in the music industry, like everybody wants to be either in front of the camera and then a few people want to be behind the camera, but nobody really wants to be behind the guy behind the camera. <laughs> but I like that's I love that. That's a sweet spot. I love that spot cuz yeah. I can write it and then somebody can go make it and mm. then I don't have to like go on set. I don't have to really do anything after that. So, uh yeah, like they you know, they need to they need to present like a client with an idea. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like here's what it is. So it's kind of like a script. And also a sales pitch. Sometimes they tell you what to do. Sometimes you have to do it on your own. And well, I guess for the people, the people that don't know what a treatment is, how well, how would you, how would you, I guess describe a like a rap video treatment? Um, <laughs> you got to kind of get a little bit of art direction because sometimes they have narratives, mm-hmm. and you have to tell the story. Sometimes it's just like style and a vibe and a mood. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you've seen rap videos. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. reverse engineer it from that. Um, you, know, it, the, you know, the record companies, a lot of them have a certain house style that they like to adhere to. So you just kind of try to give them sort of a punched up version of that. Try to be creative where you can. Mm. Um, sometimes you work with people who are super funny and creative and like, are cool to work with we've done some really fun ones you know so but yeah you you, you kind of just sort of lay out you give them a lot of pictures because no one really wants to read anywhere uh and just make it sound dope and then hopefully they let you make the video and so i guess that now that answers a question that i that i had that uh mike levine former guest oh yeah hilarious writer to mike great. yeah also a, a devastator Devast- i would yeah. say alumni we can say that. Yeah. State or alumni. Yeah. Uh, he and I were talking about this quote that was so, like, surprising to yeah. see. Uh, <laughs> on the back of stay-at-home Scarface, there's a quote here. Tony is babysitting my kids right now. And the quote is from Big Boy of Outcast. Yes, it is. So is that, thank, I assume that's how. Thank you, Big Boy. <laughs> uh, kind of like through, the, through those same circles, um, but just by virtue of sort of being the writer slash comic nerd mm. of that particular realm, I guess. People are like, oh, you draw. Big Boy wants to do uh, a remix series. He did this thing a couple of years back called Mashup Mondays. 
and uh, mm-hmm. he would remix old songs, mash them up with like a random hit from the seventies or something. Mm-hmm. So, and they do one every Monday, hence the title. So every Monday, I made the album art for that, and then we did like uh, we hooked up with this this uh, computer animator named Johnny Woods, and he would do these crazy like lawnmower man like 90s computer animation visualizations to go along with the song um so that's how i started working with big boy just kind of cranking out drawings for him um, i don't think i've ever i've pitched videos for him but i don't think i've ever had my hand in a finished made big boy video well still that's Maybe pretty only, yeah he's super i mean that, that was super cool of him to give me that quote and you see he's like really just super sharp funny mm. guy into weird interesting things so, uh, so you're also the artist on this. Yeah, right? that's right. When, like, did you come up with the ideas for like the activities first, and then had to draw, or was was there any moments of like, oh, this looks really funny. I'm gonna make this. Like, you can see the picture, you draw it, and say, okay, now this has to be an activity, and kind of reverse <laughs> it from there. Yeah, I guess I had sort of the basic, like, narrative first. Like, I kind of knew the beats that he was going to hit. Mm. Kind of like, it's going to kind of parallel the movie, but just take out the drug and crime and add just, like, <laughs> suburban dad struggles. Um, so there were a lot of... So based on what those those story beats were, like, there's one early scene where he's trying to install the infant car seat into his Porsche. It's like a 1983. It's like a little toy car thing. Mm. That obviously doesn't work. So, you know, at one point I was trying to make that an activity, like help him put it in the car. I don't really understand how to make that work. So I had to like go look at a lot of activity books um, to see what the activities are. Mm. And I discovered that it's actually like the same four activities from when I was growing up. Very like. few innovations in the field <laughs> of activity books in the last 30 years. So, yeah, the activities, they, I wouldn't say they were like an afterthought, but I just sort of had to look at each joke and think about the best way to execute it mm. and sort of have a rhythm to it. So it's like you'll get a couple of pages of comics, you'll get some coloring pages. There's these interludes where Tony's just talking to you because, like, in the movie, mm. he's like giving, he thinks he's giving a TED talk like every other, like, he's giving you his philosophy on life. He's putting you on game, he's dropping gems. He's doing that here, but he doesn't really know what he's doing. <laughs> um, yeah, so the activities were, that was kind of tricky, but those were really fun. Mm. I mean, like, this whole, it's kind of like a happy accident, but I kind of want to keep exploring. Like, can like you tell a story through... An activity book? Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> it's not quite choose your own adventure. Uh, and you said you've been reading comics? You've yeah, been comics I've been reading. I've been reading. I mean, I'm sort of, I've been a little out of the mainstream loop for the past, I think I'm like two reboots behind as far as mm. the main stuff. Were you... But I'm a comic lover. I've been since a since before i could read and i'm always trying to read something yeah uh were you a marvel or dc person just uh, like i <laughs> i i like I, I hate how simple of a question that is but that is also like that is a huge dividing line no it absolutely now. is it absolutely yeah it is it's crazy right yeah it's almost more intense now like one of the the other hosts of the show derek he's in london right now derek uh so i'm sorry he can't defend himself but He's I a, was if I had I bought both because I was also coming up around the time of like Tim Burton Batman. Ooh, yeah. So like I was kind of I was I was on both sides. But when I had to pick when pressed, I was Marvel zombie yeah. all the way. Did I choose correctly? You too? <laughs> I yeah, I I agree. I didn't know uh, any DC well, kids, really. 
that was like mm. your dad's comics to me. Mm. Like it seemed like an older generation. Like all the kids in my class, we were Marvel, and then when Image came out, we totally uh, yeah went nuts for like Young I, Blood and Spawn. I'm, I still like have my hand in that, but I'm yeah. very much more of like a the others the other side of things. <laughs> um, but I I came to comics late, oh, so okay. I like. Well, only just the last few years, but just from kind of diving in, I like I grew to Marvel, and I can't like I still I don't have like a mental map of what the trends were, but now it, yeah. like from when I started to now, it just seems so obvious. Like Marvel's the way to go, right? DC yeah. just has Batman. <laughs> yeah, um, they got Batman. They got Grant Morrison. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So I guess as far as like a as far as like the weekly rhythm of comics and a shared universe. I'm, I'm I would I would lean towards Marvel's style, but DC's got like those those heavy hitters that just kind of come out of nowhere. And when it's outside of their universe, mm-hmm. I mean, because you can point to Watchmen, of course, that's one of that's the big one. But like probably my favorite comic, I don't know if it's still coming out every week, but I was reading Prez. Did you oh read yeah, Prez. That was like my I, favorite thing. Mm-hmm. That was a, a random DC kind of vertigo-ish, like really hilarious political commentary like, huh. crazy book that's um teenage president right teenage president yeah yeah uh, i didn't read the current i don't know that it's still like coming out now but it right. was coming out yeah um but uh this i uh was reminded of like marvel dc comics yeah. because there was in one of the more recent silver surfer runs mm-hmm uh, it was Dan Slott and Michael Allred. Yeah. Great. I've great enjoyed guy. that a lot, yeah. And did you read the issue where... Um, I forgot what it was. Yeah, like you have to like flip yes. the book over and turn it around yeah. and flip it backwards. Yeah. That that kind of... That, that reminds me of working a story with a interactive kind of... It's not like so much an activity thing, right. but it was... It changed. It like changed the way I read it. It's, it was yeah. It's not passive. Mm-hmm. There's a physical, tactile element going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read that in trade, which was dope because at the end of it, the, they had a photo and Dan Slott had like laid the book dummy out, like, and there's just like pages lying in his hallway, <laughs> so he could like see it in person. Um, but yeah, that was cool. Yeah, you'd read like the top half, and then when you get to the end, you would flip the book upside down and that- read it again. Or something I, like that. I loved it, but also like confused the shit out of me. Yeah, on the first reading. Well, I didn't have yeah. any warning. I didn't know that was coming, and it's like the first issue in that particular trade. That's mm. chapter one. So I'm mm. like, what the hell am I supposed <laughs> to? There's no instructions. Yeah, I I was lost. Figure it out. But uh, yeah, still great. Uh, it's a little topical. We also just had an episode about this, but it's I mean can't not talk about it did you see civil war Nah, man i haven't seen it yet i got spoiled on a couple things this morning by some kindergartners <laughs> uh they told me they told me some choice cuts from the movie but i haven't seen it um i saw jungle book did you see jungle book i haven't yet but i hear it's great i, I think it's the it. same movie probably like mowgli's bucky hmm. blue is iron man it's the been a while since i've cap they, they they don't know what to do with them there's these two philosophies we get him out of here? Do we let him stay? Oh, whoa. So I feel I, like I saw... And I think Mowgli could have probably resolved the conflict. I'm actually here to talk about Jungle Book. <laughs> this other thing is just a ruse. Uh, well, let me, let me... I mean, what did you think of Civil War? 
I thought it was great. I mean, that that was something that like I I go, going into it, I knew it was going to be great. So when I left the theater, like yeah. I wasn't like extremely amazed because right. I was like, yeah, that was great. Yeah, of course, that's <laughs> of course. the standard now. <laughs> Yo, that's but, true. We're spoiled. Uh, going back to Jumble Book real quick, uh, I haven't like <laughs> seen, I haven't watched the 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 movie in a while, and I haven't, I've never read the book. But my mom is a big fan, <laughs> and she saw it. She loved it. Uh, and another a small fact about me was when I was born, the two options were Aristotle or Mowgli. Wow. So I was almost named Mowgli. You were almost named Mowgli. They didn't work it in as a middle name? Nope. Oh, okay. It was one or the other. Aristotle's a really dope name. So I know where Mowgli came from. Uh, Aristotle? Is the Aristotle? Yeah. Like okay. She was just a... Uh, she didn't finish college, but she went. Okay. All right. <laughs> she took the classes. All right. Cool. Um, but uh, those yeah, are both a... winning names. You couldn't. That's a win-win. Do you ever wonder what if? No, I don't. Like, I don't want. I don't want to think about that crazy, that crazy world. Um, but Civil War is great. Why haven't you? Why haven't you seen it yet? Uh, it kind of goes. It goes back to having the kid thing. It can be a little hard to find time. I was actually kind of concerned. I mean, I um, I feel like they've already fought in every single Avengers movie. I tend to be of the mind that the more characters you throw in, the dicier it gets in terms of giving characters room to breathe. But I'm hearing everybody's super satisfied with that aspect. Yeah. Uh, one of... I forgot who said it, because I've, I've been hearing it a lot yeah. over the past week. But uh, somebody said that, like, the story is fine... It's just more satisfying and like surprising that each character has an arc that is satisfying. That's very surprising. Yeah, because they just kept throwing them in there. Yeah, like I, I mean, there's characters that I wish I saw more of, but I'm glad with how much I saw them. Yeah, and they were great as they were. You want to leave wanting a little bit more. Yeah, um, but uh, why not? Why not take? Why not take your son? <laughs> I'm so it? I'm so hyped to like eventually sort of bring him into that. I mean, he knows the characters; he's super into it. I'll show him like a scene here and there, but I'm just slowing my roll a little bit because once you go there, you can't. There's no backing out of it. So mm. maybe in a couple of years, we'll have like mm. a marathon. Maybe in time for the the red box or something. Nice. It's just choices uh, you got to make. That's. I haven't like thought about it in a while, but that was always something I used to think about a lot. Uh, was like having kids, and then introducing them to the things that I like, but not like overloading them. Yeah. How do you? How? What, what's your take on <laughs> on nerd Yo, parenting? <laughs> that's my weird. <laughs> Yo, I mean that's the challenge because you know uh, I'm I'm really passionate about the things I love, but I, I love them because I was kind of allowed to find them on my own mm. there's, n- there's nothing I love because a grown up came up to me and said love this <laughs> you know so what I try to do is just kind of like plant the little seeds I'll buy him a comic uh, every now and then but I don't like make him go to the comic shop uh, you know it's funny because I'm super into hip hop music but he's a total like rock and roll kid he needs thrashing guitars that's that's his thing so he doesn't <laughs> the beats don't do it for him so i just have to let him be him and you know 
so I would say my my philosophy is just to kind of make the materials available, but don't don't push too much, especially because my kid's like a contrarian, and a lot of kids are, especially at that age. Hmm. It's just like eat, it's like eat your peas, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, you're trying to feed me these vegetables? Well, <laughs> f that. Well, then you got to be like, well. Are you sure you want this comic? <laughs> I don't think you should have this comic. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Trapped. Exactly. <laughs> uh, have you I just I just want to keep asking about the kid now cuz I I <laughs> uh my girlfriend babysits her nieces, so I know them super well. Yeah. But they're like I I want like I brought them a bunch of comics on free comic book day yeah. to like try and introduce them to a lot of things. But they're little girls, and they're, like, very into being little girls. Okay. All right. I I mean, that's fine, but, like, I also, I don't know, I just want to, like, show them adults can be fun. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Uh, So that's why, like, I just wanted to keep asking. That's cool. That's, That's, like, my challenge as a parent is probably, like, being a dad because for so many years I was just, like, cool uncle. mm you can't be a cool uncle when it's your kid. <laughs> you can't be like, yeah, that's fine. So I really suck at the discipline. Like, I can't say go to your room with a serious face without cracking up. It's just hilarious to hear myself do that. Mm-hmm. So I struggle with, like, having the poker face authority. It's like, I kind of want him to, like, I don't want him to get in trouble, but I kind of, like, I don't want to just see him get in line when he hears a whistle either. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, fight the power, kid. <laughs> So that's what I'm learning. That's I'm a work in progress. That's what I'm worried about. Because, uh, like, that's how I am with these nieces. Yeah. That I'm, like, the fun one. Exactly. Girlfriend's the <laughs> yell at them one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was always the dynamic, but you can't you can't uh, always leave your partner out to be the bad guy. It's uh, interesting. When I get it all figured out, I'll let you know. I, I've been... I mean, I know they exist, but I'm, I've been thinking about, like, uh, a very, like, nerd-ish. I, I don't want to use that word, but that's, like, the easy word to use. It's the shorthand. Nerd. I probably know what you mean. Like, a nerd-structured parenting thing. That's not, like, <laughs> a lesson thing, but, like, have people talk about, this is what I do. You don't have to do it that way, but this is what I do. And right, yeah. Parent, like, this is what I do, you know. It's such a trip to me to see, when you go to the conventions, the families oh, that yeah. are there. No, I mean, I mean, I was really lucky because like my dad would drive me to the Dallas Fantasy Fair. It was like a four-hour drive. It was usually on Thanksgiving weekend, and the whole family would go. And it was basically because I was just a huge comic book geek, you know. But I mean, what I see now is like families, and they're all cosplaying as the same thing. Yeah, and it's like, like really deep. I forgot what the, I forgot what convention just passed, but there was like a picture that. I saw all across the internet of yeah. like this, the father being uh, Finn, yeah, the wife being Ray, yeah, and the daughter being BB-8. It was, like, <laughs> the most adorable thing. But I think I saw that. I don't. I think it was last year's Long Beach Comic Con that like I really noticed how it was almost all families. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how that generation comes up. Like, are mm-hmm. they going to be just as into it or? Are they gonna all like become like football players? Like that was that was my kid thing. Now this is like <laughs> yeah. this is me being grown up. Exactly. Yeah. I don't really know how that's gonna play out. But, I'm very yeah, but I'm I'm equally fascinated. I've taken I've taken Kenny. He's also Kenny. Nice. This gets confusing. <laughs> I've taken him to a couple conventions, 
he really loves seeing the people in costume. Yeah. Like, even if it's just a dude in a Captain America hoodie, he thinks that guy is dressed as Captain America, <laughs> and he's like, can we go take a picture? Uh, is he super into the toys? Because I remember, like, that was my... Oh, yeah. He's pretty good. He had, like, those little Lego things, those little Lego, like, superheroes, and the Lego superhero video games. Mm-hmm. He's got some Star Wars toys. Yeah, we got a lot of toys. That's a, a lot. He's into it's, it. That's right. I'm the same way. Yeah, I was too, man. Oh my gosh. Forget I, it. The other day I was at, uh, I've been to the Glendale Galleria. Oh yeah. Very LA specific. Yeah. But uh, they have a Lego store in there. Yes. And I looked in the window and they have like a giant Millennium Falcon, Lego Millennium Falcon. Yeah. And right here on my arm, I have a oh, Millennium Falcon snap. tattoo. Yes. So like I had to go in and look. Yeah. And... I had been going there since I was a kid because I was born and raised here. Oh, wow. Okay. And so I still love it, but it was uh, like so funny to me to walk in and feel the same way, but then look around and it's all parents and their children. <laughs> There's no like, I'm the one person there by themselves. <laughs> and uh, like I could see kids and parents kind of sticking out, like not st- uh, staring at the tattoo a little bit, sticking out because oh, yeah. I was just standing right in front of the Star Wars Lego. <laughs> Who is this guy? Yeah, like... I could, yeah, but the yeah the Lego thing is pretty wild. I was never a Lego kid growing up. Um, my kid, he he's he likes having the sets, but I think he's more about just like making random crap. So That's, we'll buy the set, we'll build it, mm-hmm. I'll build it. I think all the dads are doing this. I think this is strictly for That's, the dads. That was my parents. Yeah, uh, put it together, <laughs> in a couple weeks it's completely destroyed, and it's been kind of brought into this other development some sort of secret base that he's built out of like five other lego but sets but that's cool that's what it's for yeah it's supposed to and i guess I, I don't actually know any people in person but i've read stories and have i know of people that were like yeah i built legos as a child like every day and now i'm an architect or now i'm an yeah, engineer like that's, that's what introduced me yeah and yeah, so man. like that's still in, but i also I I love, but also I feel like making so many Lego branded things, like making Lego Star Wars is not the same as when I was growing up and there was like a Star Wars-y type Lego set yeah. that allowed me to try and build something else. <laughs> Yo, exactly. Yeah, you had to really, Im- yeah, I don't want to, like I don't want to be like the generation gap old cranky man. It's like the kids don't imagine anymore. Uh, it's not that. But it it has changed. Mm-hmm. The licensing was not what it was. I mean, I, we didn't have any. I was kind of like a little young for like the huge Star Wars hoopla, like the first round of that. So I was more like GI Joe, Superpowers, Super Friends, mm. and I'd have a pretty good collection of toys. But my parents would draw the line at like the bases and the oh. automobiles. Like, yeah. no, that's too much. So I would have to sort of like take some Lincoln logs and build my own Hall of Justice. So I had like Superman and Batman hanging out in a log cabin. Uh, so yeah, you kind of had to fill those gaps. And I think kids today will do it too. Yeah. If they have to, they won't miss a beat. They'll just, this stick will be mm. Kylo then, Ren if I want it to be. Uh, so you said you're, you're out of like the mainstream comics loop right now. Does that mean you're, all, you're reading some of the more like indie stuff or just out of we haven't read comics in a while i i i I try to stay on top of things uh as best i can but i feel like 
I'm probably like about two years behind. I'll tell you what. I picked up Kaiju Max today. I picked up mm. Southern Bastards. I've been following those. Um, recent collections I read. Well, uh, Capullo and Snyder's Batman run. That's pretty mainstream. I yeah. think people know about Batman. Um, I read some Secret Wars Battle World trades recently. I thought that was a fun concept. Mm. Are you familiar with those? I just sort of like, what if... What it was oh. like the Kung, master of kung fu. It's like, oh well, what if everything in the Marvel universe was through the lens of a seventies kung fu flick? I didn't. I didn't read the masters of kung fu, yeah. but I did like. I followed. Uh, I I praise the words of Jonathan Hickman. I loved his entire run because he started okay. Avengers, New Avengers, all the way to Secret Wars. It was all genius, and so yeah, man, I loved every minute. His uh, yeah, I was really. I'm behind on that. I haven't read any Secret War of the main titles, but I mean. Whoa, he did some dope things with Fantastic Four. I haven't read that. Yet. Okay, well, <laughs> when yeah. you get around to it. And then I'll read like really old stuff. Like uh, I, just dis- I just discovered uh, these IDW reprints of Corto Maltese by Hugo Pratt. Mm. He's just like this dope European sailor, kind of like tough guy who doesn't want to get involved. But you know, those guys always get super involved in yeah. seafaring adventures. <laughs> um, so I'm kind of all over the spectrum. I definitely don't. I don't actively avoid mainstream because of any sort of ideals. Mm. If it's dope, I'll read it. If it's fun. Yeah. But I have to kind of be in the mood for it. When you're in the mood for a, like a Marvel comic, there's nothing the, like it. Yeah. When you're ready for it, it's the best thing. But, you know, kind of fell out of the loop. I just got to wait for the next the reboot. It's like waiting for a train. Just like, I missed that one. It'll I'm just going to catch the next one. I'm not yeah. going to try to jump on the back of the train and pull my way on. I'm just going to wait for the next one. So whenever they come back around with the number ones, mm. I'll be there. Uh, but also, I also ask because, uh, again, jumping back and forth between like comics and and children. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I guess I wouldn't even have. Has your son read Kaiju Max? No, can he? I've never read it. I just thought I just you know I've heard about it. I thought the cover looked cool. I'm not even. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, no, quite <laughs> because like it to me, I'll it was like it it's first. like yeah, of course it's a, like yeah. I loved it and it's it's very like bright and colorful, but uh, there's there's some 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 graphicness in there yeah. that I'm still surprised about. But uh, it was more like about the the introducing the ideas of like uh like we you can enjoy this thing, but there are also these other things here that you can also enjoy. Ah, uh, okay. Like, uh, that I feel like inspire creativity. Okay. Like, uh, I, my mom never took me to any like comic book conventions or anything, uh-huh. but she always used to like take me to these arts and craft fair kind of things. Yeah. As a kid, I hated, <laughs> like I hated going <laughs> arts to arts and crafts. She used to take me to Alvera street in downtown. Oh, and word. I hated going there. Oh wow. And like now as an adult, Everyone loves going there, yeah. and I can go and I appreciate and enjoy the things that are there. And it's yeah. like, shit, my mom was right. This, <laughs> damn. Yeah, that happens to everyone. Yeah, it's part of growing up. And you're like, oh, I was a, I was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of an a hole about that one. Yeah. Yeah. What is he? I like to. I'll usually end up getting a comic for him, and then I end up reading it. I really like the Adventure Time comics. Yeah. DC's done some cool ones like Brave and the uh, Shally Fish. I don't. He's a writer who I see on these books, and I can kind of always count on him. Mm. He did like Batman Brave and the Bold. Yeah. 
uh, which is based on that cartoon. Um, there's this one, this graphic novel called Lowriders in Space. It's about these group of like animal friends who enter a lowrider contest and they end up getting lost in space on their way to it. And it's done in this really dope, it looks like it could be like a, like a fan of graphics. It's done in like red, blue, and black ballpoint pen entirely. Mm. And uh, it's super fresh. I've read that one to him like 80 times. You know, mm. if it looks too overtly for kids, he kind of doesn't want to deal with like you know there's this argument you know it's all it seems like it's always the 40 year old dude who's like comics should be fun for kids but when i was a kid i kind of liked how dark and gruesome not saying you hand that to your kid but like just let's let's be real like that's what kids want exactly they want to feel a little grown up they want it to be a little over their heads so like if i give it to him it looks a little too bright Mm. he's gonna be like this is for kids yeah i can tell i'm not a kid (laughs) yeah Exactly. I'm six. <laughs> I know everything. Yeah, man. Uh, so what are you working on now? Oh, man. Uh, let's see. What am I working on now? That's a really good question. What should <laughs> I be working on? I got some, like, you know, it's, I'm, I'm freelance, so it's just like, let me think. Of, I'm trying to think of something that's relevant to the context of this show. Oh, well, Mad Magazine. You familiar with Mad Magazine? I am. I'm a regular dude in that, so I'm always writing stuff for them. Sometimes they let me draw. Usually they get professionals for that, but uh, um, I don't know too much about Mad. But I bl- is uh, Sergio Argonas, right? Oh yeah, is he? He's still the editor in chief. No, the, he's he's uh, he's one of the like mainstay cartoonists. Mm. I don't know if he has a title. I'm not aware of it, but he's been in like. Uh, not every issue since the inception, but every issue since he's started, which is beyond all of our yeah. years. He does those marginals. He'll do like the bigger, mm. uh, like four page spread, and then he'll have like the little marginal doodles that he'll do like in the bottom corner. Yeah. Uh, he's still doing I, it. Yo, Al Jaffe just turned 95. He's still doing the, or Al Jaffe, he's still doing the fold in bag covers. Just crazy. And they got like a lot of fresher, you know. Yeah, they still have they have a lot of younger talent too. As far as just like mm. a showcase of cartooning and illustration, huh. it's really dope. A lot of web comic people. That's awesome. Coming up. That's. I feel like that's that's the way to go. That's where like I noticed Marvel like kind of slowly bringing them in. Yeah, oh, it's getting real Tumblr out there. Yeah. I love it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, uh, that's the stuff. Or just, just like that's like because I'm not huge. Uh, I'm not a huge Tumblr person. I'm aware of what's on there. Right. Yeah, that's and me. And what's yeah. like deep in there. But <laughs> You know what's deep in there? Yeah. You've gone deep into Tumblr. Uh, but like deep I, I recognize people coming from Tumblr doing these things. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty fresh. Yeah. The, whole, the whole way they're discovered is just kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Sort of like this thing that didn't exist before. And then just this generation came up with these really dope influences. Like these were the kids who, you know, manga was... Just as accessible as an American comic for them. Mm-hmm. You just walked to the next aisle at and Barnes & Noble and sat down and read all the manga. And I would look at those kids because I was a little older. And I'm like, what are they doing? What are they reading? <laughs> uh, they were right. you know. <laughs> I'm catching on now. But, um, and just seeing how they've used the technology and those global influences. Uh, yeah, I love it. It's, it's the future. It is. <laughs> and it's here now. Uh, but... I get, like, do you have any any more Devastator stuff or like more that you're uh, 
I'm taking a, yeah, I'm taking a breather, uh, but I might have some more Devastator stuff. We'll see. They're getting ready to like get their new slate of books out for the coming years. So, uh, you know, promoting a book is sort of a job in itself. Um, I have a couple of just sort of like independent projects mm. uh, on my own. I, I work with uh, my writer and co-creator, Gustavo Vaca. We do an all-ages hip-hop sci-fi comic called Rhyme Travelers. Um, so I'll, we'll probably be working on another issue of that. Um, I've got sort of like a dark sci-fi comedy called Death Trip. Mm. That uh, it's, it's on Comixology, and I do like issues at shows. But I'm sort of just working. That's sort of like a graphic novel that I just kind of put out installments in mm. really small print runs. But mm. So I'm working on a lot of things. At all times, yeah. I don't have any really big announcements at the moment besides <laughs> but the Scarface thing. Just to just to, just look out, look out, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just look out. <laughs> that should have been uh, my whole answer. Let's just cut just everything <laughs> else. And when you ask me, just dramatic pause. Just look out. <laughs> uh, where can people like follow you on on the internet? Okay, I'm on Twitter as Kenny Kyle, uh, K E I L, and you can find me. That's probably the main place I hang out, probably too much. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I try to have the same name on everything. Mm. My name was taken on Snapchat, so that's I'm not there. Also, I'm I, way too old for Snapchat. But it confuses do, me. Do you use it often? You know what I do? Hmm. I'll do the funny picture, and then I'll just take a screenshot, and then I'll just like text it to my wife. <laughs> like, look at this but dog like, nose. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I got like, two friends on Snapchat. And so I'm basically just like instead of texting them, do you do it? My girlfriend does it all the time, and just from watching her, I'm like, I don't, I get enough of this through you. I don't, <laughs> I don't need mine. <laughs> and, but apparently, like people here come up to me all the time, like, oh, I saw that really funny picture of you on Snapchat that I had no idea that she took. That's and terrifying. It's it's like, oh my god, have you used the 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 face swap? Oh yeah, yeah, <sighs> like. <laughs> it's I would admit like the technology the technology is genius to, yeah like it's done really well yeah but I hate it so much like the <laughs> pictures are always disgusting looking they are or really like freaky. too too good <laughs> uh, which is also unnerving yeah and my my prime example for this is that she face swapped a picture of her grandpa holding a baby <laughs> and his grandpa, his grandpa face on that baby, is like the most terrifying nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> you'll never unsee that. That's bad. But I'll give her credit that it was genius. Yeah, it's, I mean that's that's a good use for what that is. Mm. That's as good as that's gonna get, I think. Probably, I did. Yeah, doing my kid, he got like half my beard. It was very unsettling. He had this weird mustache. I saw somebody do one with a cloud of smoke. Like their face. In the their glass. face showed up in the cloud of smoke. I was like, all right. Uh, I've seen uh, face swaps with dogs. Oh. I've Ooh. seen... Uh, there was one where... Again, I only see this through my girlfriend. So yeah. uh, she like tried to do it with her sister from across the room. Oh, whoa. Because of the way she was sitting, it recognized like her whole body as a face so yeah. her face was just Whoa. on the couch I tried to face swap the movie poster for face off 
but it did it didn't have enough data so it came out really kind of mm. cubist it goes yeah it didn't it wasn't what i was expecting but, but it was kind of cool mm-hmm. yeah i don't know man it's weird those I, that our phones can do that now it's it's interesting and strange but i also think uh it's too it's too quick like i yeah. feel like it's uh like uh dj khaled yeah, he like accidentally snapped his credit card or something. And oh lost yeah, a shit ton of money. Oh yeah, that's right. Like, I feel like that's why I like Twitter and Instagram. Or I guess Twitter is also kind of that. But yeah. Twitter and Instagram forces you to think about what you're posting a little bit. Where Snapchat is like, oh, I'm just gonna boop. You kind of have to be doing it in real time, mm-hmm. or it won't work. Exactly. And then there's not that half second. Yeah, which like it's, th- it's basically we're kind of developing telepathy. Mm-hmm. And we're learning that we should not have it. Yeah. I think is what we're seeing. Twitter's. I, I like the thing that it disappears after 24 hours. Yeah, most of my tweets should probably do that. But um, yeah, aside from that, that's a little too instant for me too. And then you got to swipe left. You got to swipe up. There's, I can't even find the buttons. <laughs> I just. Oh yeah, I saw somebody here was trying to like figure it out. Yeah, and I had never like seen the full kind of process. Like, yeah, yeah that is. There's nothing on here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, it was thank you, thank you for coming. Oh man, yo, thank you so much for having me. Uh, Kenny Kyle on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and it's, is it like all one one word or like Kenny underscore Kyle? It's just Kenny Kyle one word on all the Instagram and Twitter stuff. Perfect. Yeah, it's me. Right. Thanks. Look out! Look out! <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for picking us up. Like us on Facebook follow us on Twitter. We're at Meltcast. We occasionally tweet some things. And while you're at it, follow at Meltdown Comics. They're awesome, and you can keep up with all of their sales and events that happen every day.